0: when it counted, he prevailed. All this would be little more than academic praise if his battles had been minor or his role peripheral as the war played out. But the opposite was true. He gave the Union its first major victory at Mill Springs, Kentucky, January 19, 1862, which helped save Kentucky for the Union and open the way to Tennessee rendered service at the siege of Corinth, where he practically superseded Grant, held the center at Stones River, where on a wooded knoll known afterward as Hell's Half Acre he snatched victory from defeat, and in consequence secured Middle Tennessee— took charge of the most important part of the maneuvering from desherd to chattanooga during the tullahoma campaign june twenty second to july third eighteen sixty three with its great victory at hoover's gap Once more saved the day at Chickamauga, where on the crest of Horseshoe Ridge, with three-fifths of the Union army streaming to the rear along with its commander, Thomas planted himself and a decimated array of broken regiments, brigades, and divisions, and held his ground long enough to permit the army to make an orderly retreat, routed the Confederates at Missionary Ridge in the Battle of Chattanooga, which won that engagement for Grant, parried john bell hood's all-out attack at peachtree creek in the atlantic campaign and destroyed hood's army at nashville to end the war in the west then despite grant's interference he built a cavalry force that neutralized the industrial hubs of selma and montgomery alabama overcame the supposedly invincible Nathan Bedford Forrest and helped to capture Jefferson Davis in Georgia with his network of spies. In the end it could be said of him uniquely that whereas Sherman never won a battle and Grant often battered his way to victory with overwhelming force, Thomas was the only Union general to destroy two Confederate armies and the only one besides to save two union armies from annihilation by his personal valor and skill william swinton in his classic book the twelve decisive battles of the war published in eighteen sixty seven while memories were still fresh wrote The figure of Thomas looms up in many respects without a superior, in most instances without a rival even, among the Union generals created by the war. As one fellow officer declared, the incidents of his life lie like massive facts upon the face of our national history. Historians have been intrigued by Sherman's neurotic personality and Grant's rise from drunkard to commander-in-chief they might be more justified if both men had mastered themselves, but neither did. He stood by me when I was crazy, said Sherman, in a famous assessment of their friendship, and I stood by him when he was drunk. But Sherman remained unstable throughout his career, and Grant, however capable in some respects, remained small-minded, devious, and, with interludes, a heavy drinker to the end in an unpublished manuscript entitled heroes of the great rebellion general james h wilson grant's own favorite cavalry commander concluded sadly that grant in the end owed much of his military stature from the war to john a rawlins his able chief of staff only thomas in his judgment emerged as the towering figure that he was the peer of any other general in the army, full of dignity and authority, a proud, self-respecting, honorable man. One fellow officer, Major Don Pitt, judge-advocate in the celebrated treason trial of General Don Carlos Buell, wrote, Grant felt uneasy and ashamed in the presence of Thomas, and both grant and sherman were troubled with the thought that truth and justice would award to their subordinate in office the higher position on the honor roll thomas himself once said that time and history would do him justice general oliver o howard in a biographical tribute declared it takes time for jealousy and ambition spewing out calumny to gnash gnaw and consume themselves but time is long and justice never dies. Born on July thirty first, eighteen sixteen, at Newsom's Depot.